the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? With attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 116 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the state of California's continued assault on the health and welfare of our children. That's right, George. You know, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, actually it does. Uh, you know, we've termed to California uh, the state of shame in the past for its uh, decades-long series of legislation that uh, harms our children in the public school system and actually beyond. And uh, we don't have time this morning to go into the full chronology of, of what California has done, but just to cover a few bills in the last 10 years as a reminder to our audience. Starting with um, SB 48, uh, this was passed by Governor Brown in 2011. It was called the Fair Education Act, and it mandated the children from kindergarten through 12th grade in all instruction and social sciences admire the role and contributions of gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender Americans. And then, George, we have the infamous AB 1266. This is the bathroom bill. This is one of the things that got me um, into this fight as a dad because this one requires all K-12 through public schools to permit biological boys into girls' restrooms, showers, clubs, sports teams, you name it, into all of the private spheres of a girl's life in school. And George, as you well know, the, the reason we launched Protect Our Kids was uh, the result of a bill that passed actually in 2015. Uh, it went into effect in 2016, the infamous Assembly Bill 329, the California Healthy Youth Act, that required that what is called comprehensive sexuality education be taught in all California middle schools and high schools. It's discretionary for elementary schools, but as we've stated time and time again, most elementary schools are now in teaching this radical form of sex ed. And then there's SB 179. This one will allow and has allowed subjective gender choices like non-binary to show up on your state birth certificate, driver's license, and other vital records. But it gets uh, worse and quickly downhill from there because AB 1184, back in 2021, uh, forces insurance companies to hide gender-affirming medical care and abortions, which they call sensitive services, performed on minors without a parent knowing. 
That's right. And now we're getting closer to recent history. Um, in 2021, we had another bill called the Menstrual Equity Act. Now think about that for a moment. What might that require? This was AB 367, and it requires that schools place tampons and menstrual products in boys' bathrooms in our public school system. Uh, I'll leave it to your imagination as to why that is. And then finally, George, uh, last year we had SB 107. And this one is absolutely crazy because it makes California a gender-affirming care sanctuary state at the expense of children, parents, and state child custody laws. Yeah, so if you have uh, uh, parents who are divorced and they're fighting over custody of a child, um, if that child happens to identify as non-binary, and uh, let's say there's a parent in Texas or some other state that doesn't agree with that, judges are now constrained in their ability to continue to grant custody to the non-California state parent. They have to by law now, according to this bill, um, inure to the favor of the uh, the parent that goes along with the gender identity of a child. Say what? Crazy. But, George, as you know, it gets worse. And before we get into these uh, new bills that haven't passed yet, but they're in the in the queue to be passed, when good bills come up, they don't see the light of day. Nope. And one example is Assembly Bill 1314, which would have required that public school educators notify parents and guardians within three days from discovering that a pupil is identifying with a gender different from that pupil's biological sex. Now, you would think that most parents would want to know that. Well, this bill, as you know, George, didn't even make it out of committee. Yeah, and, and this is just step one because this starts the, the social transition plan by the school, which a school counselor can go ahead and, and do with your child without ever notifying a, a parent, which is absolutely ridiculous. It really is. And now, unfortunately, we have three more bills that we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, they haven't passed yet, but they are will well on their way to becoming law. The first of which is uh, Assembly Bill 5, which is termed the Safe and Supportive Schools Act. Hmm. Now think about that language. They always use this kind of language to mask what the true intent is, which in this case requires teachers to be trained in what is called LGBTQ cultural competency. Now, George, this was introduced by uh, Assemblymember Zabur, uh, and it was co-authored by Assemblymember Cervantes, Lee, Lowe, Ward, among others. And uh, it also had some Senate co-authors, namely uh, Senator Eggman, Minjavar, and um, Scott Weiner. Now, we bring up those names for a reason, because they're all part of the California LGBTQ caucus, which uh, is very powerful in the state of California. In fact, they have a political chokehold on what happens in the state legislature. Well, the purpose of this bill, if it passed, and I'm quoting directly from the text of the bill, is to develop resources or, as appropriate, update existing resources for in service training on school site and community resources for the support of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning LGBTQ pupils and strategies to increase support for LGBTQ pupils as specified. 
The effect of the bill, George, would be what? See, this bill would require the State Department of Education on or before July 1st, 2025 to finalize the development of an online training delivery platform and an online training curriculum to support LGBTQ cultural competency training for teachers and other certificated employees. The bill would require each local educational agency serving pupils in grades 7 to 12 inclusive annual training, and then tracking and monitoring of training required. So the training is not enough. We're going to track track you to make sure that you indeed took this training. So what do you think the message is to teachers getting this education? Uh, it's not only that you should be teaching this stuff, but we're going to tell you exactly how you need to teach it. So you can imagine maybe a conservative, a Christian, um, a, a Jewish teacher that uh, doesn't believe in this indoctrination, this ideology, and refuses to go along with it. I, I don't think that's going to go very well if this law passes. They're well, going to face some recrimination. I'm sure it's going to show up on their annual performance review. No doubt. Well, unfortunately, George, that, that, that's not the first bill that we have to talk about this morning. Here's the next one. SB 407, which would require that LGBTQ plus foster youth in California be placed in homes that absolutely affirm their gender identities. And once again, George, these are bills that are sponsored by Senator Scott Weiner and co-authored by Assembly members Lee and Lowe, which are again part of this very strong LGBTQ caucus in California. And and they're sending a strong message here to uh, foster parents or anybody who wants to be a parent, you know, and, and help out these foster children that your home is not safe for LGBTQ people if you are not affirming them. Uh, In fact, the bill itself cites a study by the University of California at Berkeley that uh, says there are over 53,000 youth in foster care in California. I mean, what an astonishing number. And these obviously are troubled children. You know, obviously they come from um, dysfunctional families where they end up in foster care. Well, the bill says that the youth who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, or other diverse identities, gender expansive youth, are overpresented in foster care, which is interesting in and of itself, with at least three studies estimating about 30% of youth in foster care identity as LGBTQ+. And the bill goes on to state that they have right to caregivers who affirm their sexual identity. And uh, the bill states um, adamantly that if you're not an affirming foster care uh, parent or caregiver, you are not going to qualify to be a foster parent. So think about this now, that this indoctrination that's going on, all of these 53,000 kids, whether or not they're uh, non-binary, if they identify with a non-heterosexual, they're going to be placed with a foster family that affirms with whatever whatever gender identity they happen to choose. Yeah, and parents, the reason why we bring this bill up, um, because you might say, well, George, Mark, this just deals with foster kids, right? But this is the place where the state of California always starts when they go down the experimentation route. Right. All right, so they'll usually start off with elderly care facilities, foster care, or in the prison system, um, and then they gather all the data and watch. Maybe two years from now or three years from now, by the time they have this data, they're going to come and say, well, studies have shown 
that in foster care situations out of 53,000 children in California's foster care system, those households that had gender affirming care or gender affirming whatever, um, we saw uh, suicide being reduced by 235%, right? And then they'll use those studies to take it a step further and to say, well, now we're going to expand that to the public education system, all K through 12, right? And if you are not a gender affirming care teacher, you are going to be booted out because you are not safe for uh, the children. And then it'll be taken the next and final step, which is any family, just like we've seen in Norway and Sweden and other places, your child will be taken away from you if you do not comply with this sex and gender ideology craziness. You can depend on it. In fact, the bill itself cites a study by the infamous Trevor Project, which we've covered on this program before. <clears throat> and they state the teens who, per- who perceived parental support regarding gender identity were 93% less likely to attempt suicide than youth who did not perceive parents as supportive. Well, as we reported recently on this program, this information is absolutely false. Uh, as we reported in episodes 112 and 113, we have a raft of scientific peer-reviewed studies that state absolutely the opposite and that there's no connection between supportive gender identity parents and the risk of suicide in these families, none whatsoever. And yet they keep coming out with these false, this false data. Well, George, there's another bill that we have to talk about, and that is Assembly Bill 665, and this one's really, really infamous. It would allow minors, starting at the age of 12, to consent to mental health treatment and what is called transgender residential shelter services in opposition to their parents. And again, this was introduced by Assemblymember Wendy Carrillo and co-authored by, once again, Senator Scott Weiner. Here's the text of the bill. A minor who is 12 years of age or older may consent to mental health treatment or counseling on an outpatient basis or to residential shelter services if the minor, in the opinion of an attending, quote, professional person, is mature enough to participate intelligently in the outpatient services or residential shelter services. Now, the bill does say that they will try to give notice to the parent before their child is paid placed in one of these group uh, transitional homes. Uh, but what is a professional person? How does the bill define it? So th- this is a person now that's going to be responsible for making the decision whether or not a child is taken from their parents and placed in a group home. Well, here's how the bill defines a professional person. A registered psychologist, a registered psychological assistant, George. Whoa. A psychological trainee, (laughs) an associate clinical social worker, a social worker intern, or a clinical counselor trainee. Say what? Not medical doctors, not psychiatrists, not trained psychologists with PhDs in their chosen profession. We're talking about trainees here that are able to make these life-changing decisions about what happens to a child in a parent's home. It's just, it's beyond the pale. 
This is absolutely ridiculous. And George, we have one more to talk about. Well, as if it couldn't get any worse, um, here it is, AB 957. Uh, this bill would include a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity as part of the health, safety, and welfare of the child. And again, being introduced by powerful members of the LGBTQ caucus, Assemblymember Wilson, uh, and co-authored by Senator Scott Weiner. And this is the same Scott Weiner who very recently called the California State Legislature to honor a member of, quote-unquote, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence with a community service award. Um, and this is despite the nationwide backlash against the anti-Catholic group of drag nuns. The group will also be featured by the L.A. Dodgers at Pride Night on June 16th. And so the Democrat State Representative Scott Weiner actually presented them on the California State Senate floor with something very interesting. Yeah, Senator Scott Weiner presented the official honor to Sister Roma, where he recognized the trans-identified drag nun for exceptional service to the community. Weiner has also made the California a sanctuary state for California who want to undergo sex changes without parental consent or knowledge. The law also allows the state to strip custody from parents who won't go along with their children's wish to change sex. Now, Roma, George, is a drag queen that dresses as a Catholic nun and belongs to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. This is an anti-Catholic trans group that mocks Christianity. In fact, the group's motto, George, is go forth and sin some more. They claim to be a leading-edge order of queer and trans nuns. Well, George, this bill would actually change the family code. It would amend the family code to state this. As used in this paragraph, the health, safety, and welfare of the child includes a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity. And here we need to say, don't be fooled by this innocuous sounding language because grave consequences are sure to follow this bill. Because parents who refuse to support their children's non-biological gender identities will find themselves on the wrong side of the law when facing custody disputes or the administration of so-called gender-affirming care medical procedures. George, in effect, it turns parents who are wanting to fulfill their God-given instinct to protect their children into child abusers if they resist supporting the child's gender identity. In fact, we have a quote from Kevin Snyder, the chief counsel from the Pacific Justice Institute. And Kevin warns us, in uh, quote, in using the best interest of the child standard, the bill redefines the terms health, safety, and welfare such that gender affirmation falls within the meaning of those words. Parents' failure to hold the state's view on gender affirmation perversely becomes a form of moral failure akin to child abuse, neglect, and substance abuse under California Family Code. And George, this is just the most recent in a succession of prior child and family wrecking policies uh, we've pre previously reported on. And the force, again, behind much of this is the LGBT caucus, which is really a society-destroying cabal which has a chokehold on California politics. And we have a clip of caucus member, State Senator Scott Weiner, attempting to justify AB 957. Let's hear that. 
I have to say, uh, I've been following a lot of the commentary online um, and in the media about this uh, bill. Uh, and unfortunately, um, there's been a pretty massive misinformation campaign about this bill uh, by the by the right-wing media and right-wing social media influencers. Um, it is tragically a massive and well-orchestrated campaign to erase trans children, to pretend they don't exist, to suppress them, which honestly is no different than the suppression that we have seen for centuries, the suppression of gay and lesbian kids. And we need to remember that all the arguments that we hear against this, against so many parts of this bill and against acknowledging the existence of trans kids, those have all been made against gay and lesbian kids, that you can change them, that it's not real, that it's a phase, that they're confused, that it's a mental health problem. Let's not pretend for a second that the attacks on and the attempts to erase trans kids, let's not pretend for a second that that is not also an attack on gay and lesbian kids. It absolutely is. George, there is a misinformation campaign going on here, but if it's coming from the caucus and its members, who denies the existence of LGBT kids or the fact that they're under severe mental distress? I don't know of anybody who is denying that fact. Indeed, the attempted suicide rate among these children is one in five and stands as a national crisis today. What we challenge is the source of this anxiety and the false assertion that sex and gender identity is immutable. In fact, we have data from scores of reputable sources that demonstrates in peer-reviewed studies the exact opposite. Just to give some titles to some of these studies. Gender dysphoria is not immutable. It's a social contagion. There is no gay gene that's put out by nature itself, a highly respected uh, publication. Acceptance of transgender identification does not diminish elevated suicide risk. Gender-affirming care is neither affirming nor safe. Desistance occurs in 60 to 98% of gender dysphoric cases of no gender-affirming care is done by adulthood. The mental and social health of patients undergoing sex reassignment surgery did not improve their mental outcome. And there's a Swedish study of post-gender reassignment adults that showed a suicide rate 19 times that of the general population. George, we could go on, but you get the idea. Definitely. But you see the narrative that's being advanced by these ideologues um, and those wanting to be on the right side of history is not only false, it is wreaking havoc on an entire generation of American children. And the consequences, well, we're going to start to see them unfolding before our very eyes, Mark. We're already seeing them. And what the future holds is almost unimaginable, but it's quite a frightening proposition. Um Parents, now more than ever, the evidence is in. The time to get your children out of the public school system is now. And we highly encourage you to make whatever sacrifices you can on behalf of your own kids to take this vital step. The public schools can't be redeemed in time to help them out. And to help you do that, George, as you know, we have lots of resources on our website. 
Yes, parents, uh, that's all the time we have for today. But please go to our website at www.protectourkidsnow.org. You will find there under our videos tab a video pertaining to each of the triple threats that we present here. Um, we also have brochures. We have evidence papers, um, which you can find our, under our brochures tab. And then if you want Mark and I to come and speak, there is a request a speaker button. We'll gladly come out and, and speak on all of these topics and help uh, bring the parents in your community um, up to speed. And um, there's also a donate button. Everything that we do here, uh, we do it on a volunteer basis. And we, we always uh, need help to cover the expenses uh, that we incur at Protect Our Kids. So uh, if you would consider joining our Guardian Angel program, uh, which is a, a special donation program to help tech kids and get them out of our public schools and into the safety of private schooling or, or homeschooling. So until next time, we hope that you will listen to our next episode on Say What? See you then. You've been listening to Say What? The radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Rosca Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.